It is time for the word. We are in the midst of a series, uh, Romans chapter number 12, as we told you last week. And I'm telling you, it's going to get gooder and gooder. Amen. Every week, this word of God is going to improve. Matter of fact, we started out talking about renew your mind because this is what it's all about. No religion tradition of men. You got to renew your mind. All right. So we're going to go to God in prayer. You go to Romans chapter number 12, the first three verses, and then we're going to get into this teaching today. Renew your mind. Last week we told you on renew your mind. How do I renew my mind? You can already get that on podcast. How do I renew my mind? Amen. And on the podcast, you will be able to see the scriptures as you go through the word of God on the podcast. And we're going to deal with another term. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's go to God in prayer. He has all the answers. Amen. Father, we give you all the praise now. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. You've given it to us to teach us, lead us, and guide us, and to help us to understand your word. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever and forever. Amen. All right. Now, Romans chapter 12 is where we get our subject. Verse 1, you got to read it all in context. To renew your mind can't be just one thing. That's why I'm reading to you three verses. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, watch what the word of God is telling you. He told you, number one, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then he told you, be not conformed to this world. Then he told you to be transformed by renewing your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Watch this for your life. Amen. So that's what we want to get into this morning. Uh, but, in, but in the NLT, I want to read that same thing. Romans chapter 1, it says, with you to give your bodies to God. See, that's the first thing you got to do. You got to give your own self to God. Because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, by renewing your mind. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you. Then you will know how to learn God's will for you. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasant, and perfect. Then in verse number three, it said, because God has given me, Paul says, I have, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by the faith God has given us. All right. Now, let's go to work because it's really time for the word. Amen. So we have taught 
As we began this series last week, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Really, shortly, if you're really saved, this is what has happened to you. This is why you'll probably always hear me tell you tradition and religion of men can't do this. It's all about Christ. It's all about Christ. And if you've really been saved and have the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about religion, tradition of men. I'm talking about God's way. Let me show you a verse. I read this all the time, but I want to read it again. Ephesians chapter 1. So Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. In whom also you trusted. That you heard the word, of, after you heard the word of truth, not just heard somebody teaching the Bible, but heard the word of truth. For you believed, so you trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, after you believed the gospel, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit came into your soul and sealed, S-E-A-L-E-D, sealed your soul. Unto the day of redemption, of the purchase of possession, unto the praise of his glory. That's what God did for you. Okay? Now, when Paul said, now, present your body a living sacrifice, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. A living sacrifice. Present your body. Give yourself now to God. See, he's taking you through the renewing of the mind process. So, I want to begin to back up. And I want to show you what happened Here's a man that's not saved. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 told us to examine yourself. You, you don't have to take my word for nothing. Let's just see what the word says. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse number 5. It says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Then he said, look, prove your own selves. See, this is, this is nothing that I got to do for you. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. Now, I say to you, you had two different churches. One of those churches called the Church of God. And one was called the Body of Christ. Both the church. Now, I want to start reading this at verse 11. Paul is giving his testimony. He said, Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. He said, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. But it was, I, I got this by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my conversation. Now, this is the way I used to live, Paul says. In time past, I was in the Jews' religion. Now, what he called this religion, he said, I was in the Jews' religion. How that beyond measure, watch what it did. I persecuted, watch this, the church of God. He was persecuting the church of God. He says, and wasted it. And I profited in the Jews' religion above many my own equal, being more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my father's. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son, watch this, in me. My brother and sister, you got to make sure you have Jesus Christ in you. Now, 
The church of God was waiting for the coming of the Lord. But you, the body of Christ, think about what I'm saying. You, the body where Christ lives. See, Peter, James, and John, they were waiting for Christ to return. But you're supposed to have Christ in you as the body of Christ. Now, Paul says, well, when he revealed his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathens, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. He revealed his son in me. All right, now, let's, let's get to the message. Now, that's another thing, because sooner or later we're going to have to go through this right here, live. Because either Jesus Christ is in you, or you're waiting for him to come. And if you're waiting for him to come, then he's not in you. Oh, I, I hope you hear me. Because I used to be on that side while we was waiting for the Lord. Until the Holy Spirit said to me one day, I've already come. Now, the man not saved, yeah, he's waiting. And I hope he doesn't wait too long. Because if Christ is in you, let me give you one more. Colossians chapter 1. See, the Bible tells us over and over, Colossians chapter number 1. He said, who now rejoice in my suffering for you? Fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ, watch this, in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof, Paul says, I made a minister according to the dispensation of, of God, which is given me for you to fulfill the word of God. Watch this. Even the mystery which has been hid, watch this, from ages, from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Wait a minute. See, what happens in the, in the body of Christ, we call ourselves the saints. Good morning, saints and saints. No, the saints were the children of Israel. They were called the saints. And I'm talking about technically by the word. They were called the saints of God. Okay? So in the Old Testament, you'll see the same word saints. Because the body of Christ was not established until God raised Jesus from the dead. So you cannot be the saints. Paul says, but it's now made manifest to his saints. Isn't that something? Now, watch what he says now. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Wait a minute. So you had the body of Christ, people who used to be Gentiles, used to be Jews, now they're in the body of Christ. See, in the body of Christ, they're neither male nor female, born or free, you all one in Christ. See, you got the church of God, then you had the body of Christ. That's what you got to understand. Now, for us, the church of God, they had to wait for Jesus to return. They were followers of Jesus Christ in person. All right, now, 27. Once again, Colossians 1:27. To whom God would make known what's the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, the Gentiles received Christ. The Jews rejected Christ, so they had to wait for him to come. The Gentiles didn't reject Christ. They received him. All right? Now, verse number 27 again. To whom God would make known 
What's the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentile, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what the Jews were hoping for, the Gentiles already received. So are you hoping, future tense, for him to return? Or do you have Christ in you? See, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse number 28 says, Whom we preach, Paul says, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect, watch this, in Christ. Whether they will be Jews who gone on with the Lord when Christ come, he's going to present every man perfect in Christ. We all have to be in Christ. Okay, but you got two different churches, just like you read the book of Revelation. You have the church in Asia. Seven churches. Now, that's not the seven churches in Michigan. It was the seven, seven churches in Asia that you talk about in the book of Revelation. All right, so let's move on. Now, what I want to get into today is part three on renew your mind. Remember I told you, how do I renew my mind? God told us everything we need to do in Romans chapter 12. Number one, it says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which you'll read in the He told you how to do it. Number two, be not conformed to this world. Number three, be, conform, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He gave you everything to you. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So he told you everything to do. Now, let's go into details today, shall we? Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go there now. Ephesians 4, and we're going to start reading with verse 17. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to work. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17. As a teacher, pastor, teacher, I believe in showing you in the word. Not just telling you, but showing you in the word. Ephesians 4, 17. Paul said, this I say, therefore, and testify. We are reading the King James versions this time. This I say, brothers, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth, watch this, walk not as other Gentiles walk. Watch how they walk. In the vanity of their minds. How they walk in the vanity of their minds. Having the understanding darkened. Here's a word. Being alienated. Now, we're going to look at this word just a moment. Because when you walk in the vanity of your mind, you're alienated. And this is what happened with people. I'm going to show you this word alienated. I'm going to give you three definitions for the word alienated. Because when a person is alienated, number one, he is an unbeliever. Number two, he's a foreigner. I'm talking about force with God. And then, number, number three, number one, he's an unbeliever, he's a foreigner, and then we're going to show he's a stranger. Talk about to God. So here Paul says, in verse 17, this I say therefore, we're in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, this I say therefore and testify the Lord, that you walk henceforth, walk not as other Gentiles walk. Now, Gentiles were before you became in the body of Christ. Because in the body of Christ, remember, there's neither Jew, Gentile, born or free, you're all one in Christ. So he's talking about before you were saved. All right. He says, this I say, therefore, and testify the Lord, that you walk. Walk is your lifestyle. This is how you live your life. All right. Not as other Gentiles live. Don't live like they live. 
See, they live their life out of the vanity of their mind, out of the emptiness of their minds, because of what their minds say. You hear a lot of people say, but this is what I think. You know, this is what somebody said, you know, this is what I think. All that is out of the vanity of your mind. You don't live like that. All right? You live by the word. All right, let's move on. And then it says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated. So we're going to go, we're going to show you this verse. Being alienated, powerful verse, from the life of God, separated from the life of God. A man is not saved, he's separated from the life of God. Now remember, I'm going to show you all this is happening to a man because of his mind. Remember, I'm going to go back and show you Adam. Remember, after Adam ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it separated him from God. And when Jesus Christ came, died for man's sin, buried and raised again from the dead, and man received Christ in his heart, the Holy Spirit in his heart, and now the precious blood of Christ Jesus washed his sins away and forgave him all his sin. Now the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit come back into man, he connects man back to God again. So without the Holy Spirit, you, you are disconnected. Without the Holy Spirit in your heart, you are disconnected from God. The Holy Spirit must come in your heart and connect you back to God. Because he's the lifeline. And that's why Christ died, so the Holy Spirit can come back into our hearts. So man can be connected back to God again. If not, you're separated from God alienated, the Bible called it here. In Colossians chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Ephesians 4 and verse 18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart, who past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanliness and greediness. And then Paul said, look, you have not learned Christ. See, the thing about it is, You've been taught a lot of religion tradition. You have not been taught Christ. If you have taste, have heard, he says, and have been taught by him, and the truth is in Jesus, this is, this is what we're going to get into, not today. Because Paul is going to tell them in verse 22, you got to put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Now, this is what happened when you get saved. This is what happened when people tell you about water baptism. They think this is what God did. They think because man baptized you is how you put off the old man. Now you got to understand something. The old man is the old mind. Now you think about it. People are trusting God, trusting a religion tradition to say when a man baptized me, I put off my old mind. Now, you got to think now. I'm quite sure some of you are college graduates. Don't be no fool. You can't baptize a person in water and put on the mind of Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. All right. But I'm going to show you. going to show you. He says, you have not learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him that the truth is in Jesus. Ephesians 4, 22, that you put off concerning the former, your old lifestyle. Put that off. The old man, you got to put it off. 
He's corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Well, this old man is the old man, the fleshly man, the natural man. And then it says, and be renewed. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Well, you can know if I'm going to be renewed in the spirit of my mind, it's going to take the Holy Spirit, right? Come on now. And then it says, and that you'll put on the new man. Now, the new man is Christ. Now, really, church, I'm serious. I'm not here to put down people, but I am serious. Like I said, I've been pastoring now 35 years in ministry for 40. And I served three and a half to four years as assistant pastor. And I'm telling you, there are people who teaches when you're water baptized, it's when you put off the old man. They think when they baptize you, you put off the old man, and then when they let you back up, you put on a new man. They think it all happened in water baptism, and that is deception. Sir, you have been deceived. But let me show you in the word. Verse 24, and that you put on the new man, watch this, which after God is created, after God is created, now, you know you can't be created in a water because the Bible tells you that it was Jesus Christ who created all things. All things were created by him and for him. Come on now. You just got to admit you were wrong and I was right. That's all. Just admit it. Pastor was right this morning, okay? All right, here we go. Then it says, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness, watch this, and true holiness. Created. This is not something you does, you do. This is what God did. And then it says, put away lines, speaking evil, speaking every man's truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. All those other things you're not going to be able to do until you put off the old man and put on the new. Now, I want to read this same thing out of the NLT. Ephesians chapter number four. I'm a very patient pastor because I want you to know the truth. I was deceived. I have been deceived before. The apostle Paul himself said he had been deceived. There's nothing wrong about being deceived. Being deceived meant I was misled by doctrine. I thought people who knew the, I thought people who said they knew the Bible knew the Bible. But I learned they really was following their leaders who didn't know what they were talking about. It's okay. All right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 17. With the Lord's authority, Paul says, I say, live no longer Gentile do. They are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander from the life of God. Listen, they wander. We'll read the NLT. They wander from the life of God. Isn't that something? Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of the, the life God gives because they have closed their minds and they have hardened their heart against God. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure, eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learn about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit, 
Oh my God, here we go. Going to tell you how it happened. Let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. It comes by the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on the new nature. Now, you know, you know the Bible told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going I'm to read that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Told you what to do. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, therefore, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, out of the King James Virgin, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Watch the very next verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. And all things are of God. Come on, church, this has nothing to do with you baptized a man, pastor. Come on, brother, this has nothing to do with somebody baptized you. Verse 18 says, and all things are of God. All things, not something. Everything having to do with your new salvation is of God. Verse 18, all things of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and watch this, has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, if I got the ministry of reconciliation, then I got to know what God did here. Because if not, then I got my own thing going in the church. God not saving the people no more. We're doing it at our churches. And our job is to tell the people that God saved you so they can receive it. Not we trying to do it in the church. Let me, let me finish this. I'm reading Ephesians chapter 4, back in Ephesians chapter 4, and, and, and verse 10. Well, we'll get to that later. Let me read that 2 Corinthians 5 out of the NLT. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. This, this, this word just helps me out real good. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to start reading verse 14 out of the NLT. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 says... Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life, I'm reading out the NLT, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 15 says, He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they would live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Verse 16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Therefore, Paul said, this means that anyone who belonged to Christ had become a new person. Anyone who belong to Christ, who are in Christ, is a new person, a new creature. Watch what happened. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now, as a pastor, I got to be honest. I'm a pastor. I can't tell that person because I baptize you in water. A new life has begun. 
I can't sit here and tell that person because I'm taking credit for this. Because I baptized you in water, a new life has begun. Because I baptized you in water, your old life is gone. Now, if I tell a person it's happened when I baptize them, then I'm taking the credit for their salvation. Come on now, brother, think with me. I'm not giving God the praise here. God did this. Let's read another verse. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 18. Don't drop your cup. Watch what it says. And all of this is a gift from God. My God Almighty. All of this is a gift from God. So why would I tell a man that when I did it, you got it? All of this was a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to himself. For God was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself. No longer continue, no longer counting people's sins against them and gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Now, if God gave you the message of reconciliation, you got to stop telling the people what you do in saving them. My God Almighty. You know, there's a saying that Jesus said, he said, all that come before me are thieves and robbers. Because that's what a thief is. That's what a robber is. It's when God did something, then I tell up and tell the people, this is what I did. This is why they hang Haman. You ever worried about Haman in the Bible? That's why they hung him. He was trying to take credit for something he didn't do. Let's move on. Now, renew your mind. Now, we're going to get into this because this is an awesome thing. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. We're going to work here now. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 22. Two verses there, powerful verses. Colossians chapter 1. And verse number 22, I will be reading this out of the, good, the King James first and then the good news. I mean, say NLT. I'm using NLT today. All right. It says in verse 21, and you were sometime alienated. Now, remember, I showed you this word alienated because I showed you that word has three definitions. Number one, it means you are an unbeliever. Number two, you are a foreigner. And you are a stranger from the covenant, from the promises of God. And so when a man is alienated by wicked works, remember why he's alienated. Because we're going to look at that at this, at this teaching. So in verse 21, you who sometime were alienated, watch this, number one, that's one word, alienated. But then they were enemies. Now remember, a person who is an unbeliever, He's alienated from the life of God, and he's cut off. He's separated. He don't have a spirit. He's cut off, separated from the life of God. And then he's an enemy in his mind because he has in his heart wicked works. Now, you've got to really see this because this is how you got to know only God could do it. And only God did it. Man trying to take credit for us to build his churches, his empires. 
Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 said, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind. Remember, alienated, mind was cut off from God, cut off from the life of God. And then you was an enemy to God in your mind. Here's how it happened. By wicked works. Yet has he reconciled. Not you, not man. God reconciled you by the death of his son. And then verse number 22 says, he did it in the body of his flesh. He did it through his own death, the death of his son. He did it to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. He did it to present you holy, pure, and faultless in his sight. You got to give him the praise. You can't take that away from him. Now, let's go and show you in the word of God what that means. Now, I'm going to show you how God did it. He just told us here, but I'm going to read the same thing at the NLT. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. He says, this include you who were once far away from God. See, a man not saved, he's far away from God. You were his enemy. Now, he's using the term you were because I'm showing you how to renew your mind. You're, you, you, when you're going to renew your mind, you got to get saved for real. You got to get born of the Spirit for real. This is not just I joined the church and got water baptized. And, well, I was water baptized when I was a baby. Look, man, I'm talking about getting saved for real. Having the Spirit of a living God in your bosom. We are reading Colossians 1.21 out of the NLT. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies. You were separated from him. Watch this. By your evil thoughts and by your evil actions. Yet now has he reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. That's why Jesus came in the flesh. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. Now you are holy, you are blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. He's telling you what he did for you. Don't sit and let no church tell you this is what we did when we baptized you and this is what we did when we washed your feet and this is what we did when we, you take the parcel. Listen, church, listen. Christ paid it all. Everything. Every good and perfect gifts. Come on now. Cometh from above. From the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow turning. Everything you get comes from God. That's good and pleasant. Now, we're not done. So we saw him telling you that you were enemies, alienated enemies in your mind. So let's, let's look at a couple of these. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to start off with verse 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse 1 and 2. Then we're going to skip down to verse 11. Oh man, this is some good stuff. Ephesians chapter 2. Now this is who we were before we were saved. So when God says, I want to make sure you understand, when God says, renew your mind, he's really talking about 
be saved for real. You know, not, no more of this, no more of this, you, you know who I am, you know me. No, I, that's the point. God is trying to get rid of you. He wants a new person. He wants a new person with a new mind. See, we still want to call people dogs. Hey, dog. Hey, yo, dog. Listen, who are you? Because that's not in the Bible. See, we, we, don't, we don't understand. Be who God called you to be. Can, can you be that? If you can't be that, maybe you're not that. Because if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things have passed away. You got a new nature, new father. Okay, let's move on. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you, has he quickened. Quickened means he made you alive. You were dead. We were dead in trespasses and sin. We're dead in trespasses and sin. When time passed, he said, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. That's who we were. We were disobedient to God. Then down in verse number, down in verse 11, I know I'm skipping some good stuff here. But in verse number 11, man, I'm not going to do that. Go to verse number 3. <laughs> Praise God. Verse number 4. Verse number 4 said, but God, who's rich in mercy, for his great love, wherein he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, that's a man that's not saved, that man is dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. That's what God did. By grace you are saved. I'm reading out the King James Version. By grace you are saved. Ephesians 2, 5. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. God made you alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And has raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. Don't drop your cup. It is the gift of God. Now, it's an awesome thing when God gave us his salvation free and a man tell me, well, you can get this if you get water baptized in Jesus' name. You can get this if you do this. See, that's what's happening. That makes you a thief and a robber. Listen, that makes you an enemy of the cross, sir. An enemy of the cross. You're God's enemy. Your message is God's enemy. Tell the people the truth. Let them decide whether they want God or not. Don't try to make it seem like your church is the one that's doing it. Tell them God's doing it. Let them decide. Let them receive their God and not their church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Wherefore remember, Paul says, in past tense, you were Gentiles in the flesh. You were called the uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made with hand. Paul says, at that time, we were without Christ. At that time, we were without Christ. We were aliens. There that word again. 
We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope. And we were without God in the world. Having no hope. We were without God in the world. But then the Bible said, but now. But now. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say, but now. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometime were far off, there was a time we were far off from God. But now, oh, I can stay right there. We are now made nigh, listen, not by water baptism, but by the blood of Christ. Somebody give him praise. We are made now now by the blood of Christ. Christ died on, our, on the cross so we can come in God's presence. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. But now in Christ Jesus, you are sometime afar off or made nigh by the blood of Christ that you can't do no better than that. You, you just can't do no better than that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now, I'm showing you we were alienated. First Thessalonians. Let me show you another one. I got plenty of this stuff. First Thessalonians, chapter number four and verse five. First Thessalonians, chapter four and verse five. See, when a man not saved, he's alienated from God. What do that mean? He's an enemy of God in his mind by wicked works. First Thessalonians, chapter four and verse five. Not in lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. See, the Gentiles mean you don't know God. A man that's in the Bible called a Gentile is before salvation. I mean, he didn't know God. So you got to understand something. That's why the whole thing is, do you know the Lord? Do the Lord know you as, your, as his son? All right, let, let's go on because I, I want to get to something because I want to go back to Cain and Abel in a moment because I want to show you how God really did this thing. That's what I want to show you. It was the Lord who did this thing. Let's go to now Titus, Titus chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. I want to read that out of the NLT. Titus chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16. Titus chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16. What an awesome thing here. It says, everyone, Titus chapter 1 and verse 15, everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. Now remember, a man that's not saved, his heart is not pure. Think about what I just told you. I gave you that in, in Colossians chapter 1. I want to read that again in Colossians chapter 1. His heart is not pure. Now when I say his heart not pure, I'm talking about his mind is corrupted. Remember, how did his mind get corrupted? When Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it corrupted his mind. Now every man that's born in, in flesh has a fleshly mind, has a natural mind. And what we try to do is we try to worship God with that mind. And you can't do it. You got to have a new mind. And only the Lord can give you that new heart, that new soul, that new mind. All right, now let's look at this. Colossians 1, out of the King James, one more time, verse 21. 
and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind, watch this, by wicked works. He told you how he, you did it. He did it by wicked works. So how is God going to save me? He have to save your mind. Oh my God, my God. See, most people don't know what, what's, so it's your soul that has to be saved. God got to save your mind. God got to save your soul. So your soul will love the Lord. So your soul will love the Lord. So your soul will live for the Lord. So your soul will bless the Lord and your soul will praise the Lord. And it's not going to happen if your soul don't love the Lord. Then we can sing it, but it must be a reality. It can't happen until the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit is the only one that shed abroad God's love in your hearts and calls you to love God and love one another. That's why so many people go to churches, but they can't love. You can't love if you don't have love in you. You got to have God's love in your heart and the Holy Ghost will take that love of God and shed it abroad, spread it abroad to everybody by the Holy Ghost. You got to be able to love. You can't love without God. God is love. You got people who tell you, oh, I'm saved just like you, but you can't love. You can't love. See, you don't love people just because they love you. See, when you can love, it's unconditional. There's nobody that you can't love. God so loved the world. His enemy. And he gave us his son. Just think about it. We were enemies of God, and God still gave us his son. <laughs> Praise God. All right, now, Titus chapter number one. I'm reading this out of the NLT. Verse 15. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt. See, if your heart is not pure, it's corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and conscience are corrupt. Two things we see. He called in the mind, the conscience. So that's why we told you it's the mind, it's the conscience, it's the same thing. It's the heart, it's the soul. Corrupt. It happened through the fall of Adam. Let's show you the only remedy you got is Hebrew 9.14. See, why I, I say a lot of stuff about de denomination, religion, tradition of men, because I know what people are doing. They are taking credit for what God did for man. That's all people are doing. When you're teaching that a man can be saved by water baptism, a man can be saved by circumcision, foot washing, and, and, and taking communion. I'm talking about when I said say that doing something for their soul. You're taking, you're, you're taking something from God. God did that. God made the people pure, holy, and just. Read your Bible. God sanctified man. God justified man. He reconciled man. This is nothing you do as a pastor. Your job is to tell people what God has done, not take the credit. Hebrew chapter 9 and verse 11. I'm reading out the King James. But Christ becoming a high priest of good things to come 
by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained, watch what he did, he obtained eternal redemption for us. Stop telling the people you can get sins forgiven through water baptism. Stop telling the people you can get your sins forgiven through taking the communion table. Stop doing that to the people. You're taking glory and honor from Christ. Hebrew 9. And verse 12 says, neither by the blood. It didn't happen by the blood of bulls and goats, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, once having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of an heifer, sprinkling of unclean, sanctify the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God? My God, my God. This is why I preach so hard. This is why I preach so hard. Purge your conscience. This is what God did. He cleansed your conscience from dead works so you can serve the living God. Cleanse your conscience. I want to read that same thing out of NLT. Hebrew chapter 9. Oh, yeah. I do this way because I want to make sure you don't misunderstand me. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. So Christ has now become the high priest over all good things that have come. He has entered that great and more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made with hands and is not a part of the created world, which with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our eternal redemption. He, he secured our redemption forever. Forever. And the Bible says in Hebrew chapter number 9 verse 13, under the old system, the blood of goats, bulls, and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial purity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ. How much more the blood of Christ now will purify your conscience from sinful deeds. Well, Pastor, you just don't know what people are doing. The blood, the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sin. That is why he is the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive eternal inheritance. My God Almighty. Jesus paid it all. Your Lord, your Lord, the one you call Lord in Christ, Acts 2.36. God made him both Lord in Christ. 
paid it all. But now you got to give him the glory. Give him the praise. And you do that by telling people what he has done. Not what your church did. Not what you did. But what God has done for you. Oh, we have to give him the praise. Now, let's show you something else before I go. Look at Titus chapter 3. You and Titus. Now, we're in Hebrew, but we're going to go back to Titus. We'll pick up on this the next service if we don't finish it. Titus chapter 3 and verse 3 says, For we ourselves also were, I'm reading out the King James, were sometimes foolish. We were disobedient. We were deceived. Remember Paul told you he also had been deceived. So he said he was foolish. I was foolish. I was disobedient. See, I don't mind by saying that's who I was. I was foolish, disobedient, deceived. Serving divers, lusts and pleasures, living in malice, living in envy, hateful, hating one another. That, that's what people were. Now, if you're still there, that's not salvation. You can't still be there. Oh, yeah, I, there's some folks I don't like still. You need to go check your salvation. Because there, if you got God's spirit, God so loved everybody. So how can you have God's spirit and there's a few people you don't like? You may have the wrong spirit. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after the kindness and the love of God, our Savior towards men appeared. See, once you get that love of God in your heart, watch what he tell you. Not by works of righteousness, not by works of righteousness, watch this, which we have done. Nothing you've done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. But according to his mercy, I can't say it enough, man. I can't say it enough. According to his mercy, he saved us. Past tense. According to his mercy, he saved us. And this is how he did it. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. This is how God saved you. Which, is, which he shed on us abundantly. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Then he's going to tell you in verse 7, in case you didn't get it, that being justified, made righteous, Put right with God, righteous in God's sight, by grace. Nothing you've done that being justified by grace, we should be made now heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I'm going to read that same thing out of the end of the team we've done for this morning. Well, Titus chapter 3, I think I'm going to get it done. Titus chapter 3 and verse number 3. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Titus chapter 3 and verse 3. He said, listen, chapter 3, verse 3. Out of the NLT, once we too were foolish, disobedient, we was misled, Paul says, and we became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil, envy, and we even hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and his love, talking about in our hearts, he saved us, not because the righteous thing we've done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins. 
given us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He, listen, he gave us a new birth, he gave us a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. And then he said, because of his grace, he declared us righteous. Oh my God, give him the praise. Will somebody give God the praise? Because of God's righteous, because of what, because of his grace, he declared us righteous and he gave us confidence that we would inherit eternal life. God already did it. All we need to do today is give him the praise. Some of you out there right now haven't clapped your hands all this service. Can you just take a moment? I'm done. Just take a moment and give God the praise and thank God for saving you. Don't give the credit to religion, tradition of men. Don't let nobody tell you man did this. I got this when I went to this church. God did it. And we ought to give him the praise and him the glory. If you head bowed. You who are listening to this broadcast, my name is Pastor Crump. But it really don't matter who I am. I'm just like John the Baptist. I'm a voice crying in this city. I'm just a voice. You need to receive God's eternal life. You need to receive God's salvation. You need to receive God's Holy Spirit. How do I do it, Pastor? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 4. So you, you need to believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. I'm going to read that out of the King James Version. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians 15. This is how you save. Verse 1 said, Moreover, brothers, Paul said, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. I delivered you first of all that which I also received, Paul says, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. If you prayed that prayer and you said, Pastor, I believe, say it with me right now. Pastor, I believe Christ died for my sins. I believe he was buried and I believe God raised him again from the dead on the third day. Listen. Just receive the Holy Spirit. You don't have to just thank God for it. Because you believe that with all your heart. God gave you the Holy Spirit. Now you become God's own son. God's own daughter. My time is up. I thank you for yours. We'll see you again on our next telecast. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.